Hi, this is Luka Doncic. Can he get it away in time on the step back? He does! He hits! He hits! And the Mavericks have won the game! Luka Doncic with a 30-footer to win it at the horn! And you're listening to the Mavs Step Back Podcast. What's up, y'all? Welcome into another episode of the Math Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. You can find all of my work at Dalton underscore Trigg on Twitter, as well as all other kinds of daily Mavs content. Today, I went on Twitter spaces and talked with a lot of people about the Mavs and what they think the Mavs should do at the trade deadline. Hope you enjoy. One of the things I wanted to jump on here and talk about today is, you know, how Mavs fans in general... Uh, you know, it's, it's like any fan base, there's swings of emotions back and forth. You know, sometimes you want this, sometimes you want that. Uh, but you know, it's the Mavs have put everybody in a weird spot because during the off season and, you know, during the, the starting point of this season, it made it very easy to just be like, yeah, we definitely need to blow this up. Uh, you know, need to, Need to do something different because the roster has stayed the same for, or pretty much the same for the last three years, and you know now they're on such a hot streak. They they they're finally healthy for the first time this year. Uh, they've got everybody playing and they've won eleven of thirteen games, and their defense is just night and day different uh, from what we've been accustomed to the last handful of years. So. With that happening, now you see a lot more people saying they don't want to trade certain guys, like Jalen Brunson and Dorian Finney-Smith. Uh, you know, Mark Stein and others have have said that those two guys are hot names on the on the NBA trade market. Like so many teams want to to add those guys, and you know, I've seen a lot of pushback from from people on Mav Twitter. It's like, no, we can't, we can't trade them. We can't do that. And I even saw one uh, that was just like, even on the Jeremy Grant idea, which I wrote about a few times. And then uh, yesterday was the first time, aside from uh, aside from my actual pipe dreaming, <laughs> that I saw somebody report that the Mavs had actual interest in Grant, which was nice to see. But, uh, you know, I've even seen people push back on the idea of trading Dorian Finney-Smith uh, you know, uh, in order for the Mavs to get Jeremy Grant, which I think is just insane. I mean, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith is good, and I love the dude. Uh, but, you know, I just I, – I don't think it's even a question that uh, if, if you had to part with him in a in a trade package that involved getting Jeremy Grant back, that shouldn't even be a question in my opinion. So, um, But I just wanted to get y'all's opinions on it. See how you're feeling as we get closer to the trade deadline, which is about, I think it's a little over two weeks now. Uh, so we're getting close. The Mavs, they're they're on the hot streak. They're only 2.5 games behind the Utah Jazz in the West standings for the fourth seed, which is crazy considering how both teams started this year. Uh, and the Jazz, oh man, their, their schedule uh, coming up here in the, the short term is brutal. <laughs> <laughs> and Rudy Gobert has a uh, strained calf, so they can make up some ground there. Uh, okay, I, I do see a request here. Hold on. Jordan, what's up, man? Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. What you got for me? What's up? What's up? Just want to hop on the show. Huge fan. 
Yeah, glad you can join me. I've uh, like I said, I I don't do these often because Twitter makes it so hard to retrieve the the recording file afterwards, and like that's the that's one of the main things. Like I've got you know we've got so many people who subscribe to the regular pod that you know if you can't get the file to to post on Megaphone and shoot it out to Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all that, it it kind of defeats the purpose. You know you're <laughs> you're you're leaving out everybody. So. No, 100%. How are you feeling heading into this game tonight? I mean, am I, I I guess before we talk about, you know, Mavs Warriors stuff briefly, I mean, where are you at on on the Mavs uh, situation right now? I mean, are you feeling, are you less inclined to wanting them to do something big at the trade deadline given how they've played, or are you still, you know, or do you feel like they still need to shake something up? I mean, honestly, like, I'm, very impressed it's actually the Mavs team that probably Mark dreamed of you know when he acquired Perzingis and that everything's finally starting to click and it seems like every player's kind of bought into uh kids defensive you know strategy you know gone from what was it 26 last year in defensive efficiency to like fifth this year right like crazy in itself but um I don't know like I don't know like if they would want to do that, like mid-season playing like this, I don't know. I just, I'm kind of at the point where if they don't do something, like I would understand it because our guy, uh, Lance Roberson, uh, who writes at DallasBasketball.com with me, you know, he wrote a piece uh, last night. It went up on the site this morning, but it's just it was just kind of talking about how, you know, the Mavs have been here before. Kind of. I mean, you know, eight years ago, they were playing well. Uh, they were 19-8. and eight. It was earlier in the season than what we're at right now. But they were 19-8. and eight. They were playing well. Uh, the team did not play a lick of defense like, like this year's team does. But, you know, they decided to break things up for, for Rajon Rondo. And that just completely went off the rails, did not work. Uh, it kind of handicapped the Mavs. Uh, with draft picks over the next couple of years after that, uh, so you know it, it just didn't it, it didn't work out the way they thought it would. Uh, it was a good idea to try and raise the championship ceiling, but we saw what happens when when things just go really bad in that kind of situation, and it it, it ruined team chemistry. And uh, you know it's something you don't want to see happen with this team this year even if you know they can make some moves uh to make the team better around the edges and i know i know we still want like the big swing we want the we want the the true secondary star uh next to luca well a true consistent star next to luca because kp's playing amazing right now if he can keep it up that's great uh but you know they they still want that one big piece but if they don't do it right now then you know I think it's fine. I think you you can get by with it until and try to do something else in the off season. So I would definitely understand if they play it safe now. And I know a lot of people don't like to hear that because they just want something different, including myself. I mean, I'd be open to uh, having some new names around Luca, but I'm not going to freak out if you know they just kind of stand pat or just don't do something that just blows us away because. Uh, you know, I, I'm really interested, Rolo, I'm going to get you up here to talk about this, but 
I mean, I, I want to kind of get into the Jalen Brunson stuff. How attached are you to Jalen Brunson, you know, going forward, uh, getting close to this trade deadline and even into the offseason? I mean, I'm, you know, obviously he's been playing very, very well, you know, for us in the starting lineup and, and stuff like that. Um, but I, I'm of the belief that everybody's tradable except for Luka, to be honest with you. I mean, I love JB. I love what he's done. But if, if we could take JB and, and swing, like you said, swing for the fences and get somebody, um, I think that's the my, – my point of view is let's see what Nico could do. You know what I mean? Like That's what we brought him in here for. You know, um, I, I think that we are playing great, so we have to be really, really careful with, with you know, what you're saying about team chemistry. But at the same time, if, if we're going to have a hard time uh, moving Hardaway's uh, contract to be able to re-sign Jalen Brunson and, uh, and Dorian Finney-Smith, which, I mean, you know, let's face facts, Cuban hasn't paid into the tax in a long time, so I don't I don't know how apt he is to want to pay into the tax to re-sign them. You know, um, man, I mean, strike while the iron's hot if you can. You know, obviously I wouldn't move JB for an a- ancillary move or for a lateral move, but if there's somebody out there, you know, that nobody's talking about, you know, that we can move. I know uh, I saw Jazz up here a little bit ago. Um, I know she was talking about that, if there's any way. And I think that you guys talked about it as well on um, on um, an article about getting Jalen Brown. You know, that would be awesome. But, I mean, I don't know how realistic that is and, and then how much we would have to leverage the future. You know, I, I'd shift that back to you. But, you know, right now KP's value is high too. Uh, would you want to move on from K, KP as well if there is a move to be made with him? Well, and uh, you mentioned the the Jalen Brown thing. I won't touch too much on that because I've already been murdered by Boston Celtics Twitter enough this week. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't even like tag anything Boston Celtics. I mean, they just they're just like searching Jalen Brown's name on Twitter, and it, that that just caught fire. And uh, like I said, completely got murdered there. So I'm not going to talk too much about that. That would be awesome. Uh, I read a piece on the Athletic. Uh, a little while ago saying that uh, I forgot who it was on there that said that Jalen Brunson would be like a almost like a dream target for the Celtics and I'm thinking like well I mean if he's really a dream target for the Celtics then they can you know try and cater to my pipe dream of sending Jalen Brown to Dallas (laughs) if you know all these teams are just oh yeah we really want Jalen Brunson we really want Dorian Finney-Smith okay we'll prove it you know, prove it. Give the Mavs something of value, uh, you know, given how well these guys have been playing this year, and then maybe you can go from there. But uh, to your KP thing, I mean, I'm – I don't know, man. I, I think I, – I personally think, you know, and he's had a great year. He is in all-star consideration. I think he has – I think he probably has a good shot of, of making the all-star team this year, actually. Uh, he's been playing great this year. I mean, the the fully healthy summer that, you know, I've, I caught a lot of flack for because I talked about it like every other pod uh, heading into the season. I mean, it really has made a difference. He looks like a completely different player on defense most nights. Uh, the three-point shooting hasn't been there, but if it picks up, if he even gets close to average, uh, you know, again, he doesn't even have to be great, but if he even gets close to average, then you really have something, and uh, it really adds to the Mavs' offense. But also, you have to look at, like, the potential downswing, too, because there always seems to be a downswing with KP, whether it, whether if it's with his play or he has some kind of injury tweak that, 
sets him back a good bit. I mean, that's something you have to consider too. And uh, he's still on the books for a couple more years. So if there's something that comes up, you know, like a, like a Jalen Brown or let me think, uh, you know, something with, uh, I don't know, man, the, the Brooklyn Nets and the James Harden situation. I mean, that's obviously getting way, way out there. Probably not, shouldn't even mention it on a open forum, but I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like (laughs) something like that comes up. I, I just don't think you even think about it at this point, because as good as KP has been, he, it's still, you know, his his fit with Luca is still kind of in question. It's like they they can both play well individually, but it's not really, you know, it's not really something where both guys are clicking at the same time all the time. It's not it's not a true perfect fit. So, I mean, if there's something out there, I would definitely, you know, consider uh, consider moving on from KP and see if you can find a a better fit. Uh, next to Luca, so that that was my yeah, long-winded yeah. answer. <laughs> oh, no, I, I appreciate it, man. I, I'd be remiss to say since Hendo's in here. Actually, um, Hendo had mentioned that in Hoop Spaces earlier that everybody's is tradable except for you know seventy-seven. So, and and I exactly agree with that philosophy, man. I mean, if if you can now, of course, again, let's not do a lateral move or or let's not take back bad contracts and and have uh, worse moves, obviously. But you know, if we can definitely upgrade the team. You know, and moving around some assets, I don't see why not. You know, but uh, but yeah, man. I mean, I, I think that you know, Jalen Brunson. If we're able to move off of Tim Hardaway's contract, then I think that obviously you can definitely re-sign Jalen Brunson and Dorian Finney-Smith without having you know much issue about the tax. But I, I just have it. I, I don't know, man. I find it hard for them to be able to move Hardaway's contract without actually having to tax assets there. You know, so that would be my only issue with maybe moving on. I see Hendo's up here, though. I think he may want to say something. Yeah, and I, as far as the Tim Hardaway Jr. thing, I mean, I've, like I said earlier, you know, I've been I've been writing about the, the fit uh, with Jeremy Grant and the Mavs for a couple of weeks now, and there hadn't been any kind of actual rumors connecting the two until yesterday. Uh, you know, saying that the Mavs had interest in him. And, you know, if you look back to the offseason, the Detroit Pistons were one of the teams, along with the New Orleans Pelicans, that had a great deal of interest in Tim Hardaway Jr. Now, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that, that would be the case now, given how he's played this year, but, you know, there was some interest there, and it hadn't been too far apart from then. So, I mean, maybe you can work something out. I mean, it obviously would be a lot more to a trade package, but – I think the Mavs could definitely beat what the Los Angeles Lakers. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. They're offering <laughs> the Pistons for Grant, but... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Chris Henderson, Hendo, what's up, man? I see you're here, and uh, I want to get your thoughts on this. Where are you at on the Mavs uh, as they approach the trade deadline? Yeah, man, what's good, man? Be sure, by the way, everybody, um, be sure to follow the Step Back man, podcast, man. These boys putting in work, man. I had on my shirt the other day, had a couple Mavs fans at the store. I was like, man, I listen to that, so it's dope to see what y'all are doing, man, with the Step Back uh, stuff, man. So much love to y'all, man, and um Y'all be sure to follow, man. Follow Dalton, man, because Dalton's bringing the news that we need. Um, he's out here at these um, Mav streets handling business. So, yeah, man, um, you know how it is, man. Like, at the end of the day, unfortunately, I think one thing I would, I would always tell the fan base is this. In order to win, we have to give up things that we like. And exactly. Like it, right? And I think that's one thing that's sort of a 50-50 split amongst the Mavs fan base because, you know, and I know part of it is joking, right? Like, you don't want to get rid of Dodo. You don't want to get rid of Jalen, right? But they're your two biggest assets that have value right now. Not naming 77, which they would never trade him. Nobody would. you get fired for that. But I'm just saying, like, they, you, you got those two guys. And, look, yeah, there's an attachment to them because they play well and they play hard. Um, you're talking about second-round pick and one guy that we never thought would be a starter in Dodo. And Dodo has played well defensively, but – 
if you want an all-star, you're going to have to do that. Um, you know, my thing on the Mavericks is this. You can't go into the playoffs with the same exact core roster that you have had for the last three years. Like, this is the exact same core. Minus a few Marquise Chris and a different few other guys, this is the exact same roster. Right. And I feel like you got to make that change. Like, I'm not saying, how hey, you just blow up the team because of this. Because, look, they're playing well, right? I mean, Jalen's playing unbelievable. And I don't want to trade Jalen Brunson personally, but there's a part of me because of what's happened with Tim Hardaway, what's happened with several times with the Mavs where you pay a guy because he's having a great contract year and you get stuck. Because think about this. One thing I tell Mavs fans is this. Okay, you pay Jalen 20 to whatever, $25 million, whatever he wants which I think he deserves 20. He's, he's just been playing that good, right? But if you pay him that and he has a stinker in the playoffs, that means you're going to be stuck with his contract for three or four years, Tim Hardaway for another three years, and KP's. Those are probably going to be three contracts that are going to be undesirable right. to anybody that want to trade for. And to me, and then you risk not keeping Dodo because you just don't, unless case you want to go into luxury, which, I mean, they probably will for Dodo. I mean, I don't know what his price is because now Dodo's getting put in Forbes magazine articles and stuff so his name didn't got out there too much but for me I just feel like you need a star like the Mavs have to be in the business as of today to go get a star it's no longer about hey man we're gonna find the right guys to fit you need to get a guy that's a dog you gotta match a dog with 77 77 is a dog and you gotta be able to match that dog with somebody that can be confident in him you don't need it's not a one you don't need a 1A 1A or a number one and number two C you need a 1A 1B you need to find somebody that can match him when he's having a bad game. Like, I love KP, right? But the thing is on KP is we know this as Mal fans. When we really need him, when we really need him, he's never there. And it's unfortunate. Like, look, man, he's a hell of a talent. But I just always said it, man. If it ain't number 77, everybody can be traded. I love Maxi. I love Dwight. Those are good dudes, man. But a lot of those dudes that we love on this team, not naming Jay- Jalen and Dodo, they probably don't even play on most of these contending playoff teams. And we got to realize that, like, I just think that a lot of times, like, there's a fascination with loving a player because you like him because he's a good core guy versus, like, the realization is if you want Jalen Brown, like every Mavs fan has been trying to do, you know, for years, and Dalton has put up trades for years. I remember when Dalton did a trade for Zach Levine, everybody got mad at him. Nobody wanted Zach Levine, right? Now we wish we had Zach Levine right now, minus the injury, of course. You know, Mavs have had opportunities, and this is where Nico and Mark got to be held accountable. You've had opportunities to bring in talent. Like, look, DeMar DeRozan sat there and said nobody wanted him. Exactly. You probably not looking at this team. You're looking at this team different if you have. I'm not saying they would be better, but I think they would from a talent standpoint if you have DeMar DeRozan because you're not out here wondering, man, we need to go get another guy. You could have got DeMar DeRozan for 10 or 12. What did he get? 10 or 12 million dollars? Like, he got nothing. And it was considered the worst move in free agency. Now he looks like the, the steal of the free agency thing. So I just think with the Mavs, man, you got to make a move. Like, I love this team. I love these guys. They bought in the Jason Kidd. And Sweeney and those guys, but at the end of the day, it's just a bunch of good guys. They all can play basketball, but there's a level we've seen for the last three years. Thank God you ain't got to worry about the Clippers again this year, right? Let's get right. And look, happen, just but. just to touch, I wanted to touch on one point too. You know about the the current roster. You kind of, you know, it's kind of like when they played the Suns the other night. You know, played them very tough. Uh, had a real chance to win that one. And then, you know, down the stretch, had very, very good looks. Tim Hardaway Jr. had a couple of wide-open three-pointers. You know, Maxie had some really good opportunities in that game and just wasn't able to come up big in, in some of those moments. So, 
you know, it, it's it's kind of been the same thing for the Mavs in the playoffs the last two years. Now, obviously, the first go-around, KP had some bad luck with that meniscus injury, and he wasn't able to finish the series when it looked like, you know, the Mavs were more than capable of winning that series. But, you know, last year especially, it's just these guys are just so – streaky like you never know what you're going to get from them on a nightly basis I mean they're good enough to win you a bunch of games in the regular season but you know when you get to the postseason you can't have games where Maxi and Tim Hardaway Jr. are scoring between 12 to 15 points a game and then you know games three and four and five of the series or whatever it is they barely score four points I mean that just you can't have something like that from multiple players on your roster and expect to, you know, move on in the in the playoffs. So, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, all of these dudes are great dudes, and they're, they're talented, and, uh, you know, a lot of them are having career years. But, I mean, I think, I think the Mavs need to do everything possible to swing for the fences right now to, you know, try and get that star in the, in the door. And if they can't do it this season, then, like I said earlier, that's fine. I mean, if you can't do it, you can't do it. But, you know, I, I think that's where the, the sights need to be set for the Mavs going forward. And hopefully hopefully they can do something like that. But, you know, the draft pick situation kind of, kind of handicaps what they can do too. And, uh, Hendo, I'll get your thoughts on this real quick. I was talking to somebody earlier because, you know, we know how how much the New York Knicks love Jalen Brunson. You know, they if they could get Jalen Brunson before free agency, you know, they would be all over that. So I'm not saying, you know, I think you could, I would like to try and get something bigger for Brunson, but if you have any kind of uh, hint or any kind of inclination that, you know, Jalen Brunson won't be back or won't sign an extension with you in the off season. I almost wonder if it would be worth it to do something with the Knicks where you get a guy like maybe Mitchell Robinson and your, your first round pick, you know, the 2023 pick that they traded to the Knicks in the KP trade, you know, something like that, get a good player back that fits well with Luca, you know, a, a high quality center like that and then get your first-round pick back, and then that opens up so many possibilities for this team going into, into the offseason. Uh, you know, it would, it would probably be a small step back this season just because, you know, having that true secondary playmaker next to Luka is so vital, and Jalen Brunson has done a great job of, you know, developing and growing into that. But I think if we do want the Mavs to end up making that, that big trade eventually – they're going to have to have more access to their picks. You know, they can't until, until that 2023 pick conveys, you know, I, the, what is it? The, the 20, is it the 2025 pick is the most recent one they can, they can trade or I, I don't know. I have to look and see. Somebody told me 2027 unless they remove the protection on that 2023 pick. But anyway, uh, I mean, that's that's something that we need to look at, too. You know, even if it's taking a small step back this year, uh, you know, if you can get access to all those picks and you have guys that play well in the playoffs and get their value up going into the offseason close to the draft and free agency, maybe you can, you know, swing something big that way. What's your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, man. Um, I, you know, I would tell Mass, there's one thing to keep important about the whole Knicks and Jalen Brunson thing. It's really, you know, history with them. Um, you know, obviously, Rick Brunson played for that team. Um, if anybody knows Worldwide West, um, I would advise you to look up who Worldwide West is. And, um, Worldwide West and Rick Brunson, those guys have a great relationship. So Worldwide West is a part of that Knicks organization. So keep in mind, they, they got inside people that could lure him there. And look, at the end of the day, they make throw a ridiculous number that the Mavs probably won't match because it's just you don't want to end up having to pay another guy $25 million, right, or $30 million, even though we love JB, right? And for me, I would agree. I mean, the unfortunate part about JB is this: his contract is so low that you can't really go get a star without having to give someone the matchup contract, and that's the problem. Like, you got to hope that some team says, yeah, man, we're going to take back, you know, KP, or we got to take back, you know, Tim Hardaway, which I, I doubt the Knicks would want to have a part three of Tim Hardaway Jr., right? Um, you know, I, I agree, you need assets, you need picks, because the problem is the Mavs don't really have anything work in the next few years for somebody to say, hey, man, we we'll be willing to give you C.J. McCollum for that pick and another good player, too. Like, you don't have a pick to even throw out there, so in the immediate future. Um, you know, I don't know about Mitchell Robinson because my whole thing is this. I've always said that what the Mavs made a big mistake at was Rashawn Holmes. I always said that they should have signed Rashawn. They should have tried everything in their power to make that happen. Like, a lot of these moves that we talking about, and this is crazy, and I hate to say this, but a lot of these moves that we want the Mavs made, they could have been prevented. Like, think about this, man. No, I, you know when Kyle Lowry was a free agent, I know the money was kind of weird, right? But, I don't know if they entertain the idea of bringing in Kyle Lowry, but if you have Kyle Lowry right now, you may entertain the idea of trading Jalen Brunson, right? Because you have that point guard that can, um, you know, take the ball off a look a little bit. They play defense. He's well, and, 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 and to be fair, I mean, they, they did try to go after Lowry, but that was one of those situations where, you know, uh, relationships between other players trumps everything else because <laughs> I, I think it was uh, – <sighs> Was it Kyle Lowry's daughter? I think Jimmy Butler is like the godfather to his daughter yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, really <laughs> yeah and, that's, and that's where the Mavs have always felt that. Like, I mean, Nico is a great guy. Nico has a lot of relationships, which is going to be vital for the Mavs in the upcoming future because he's worked with a lot of these guys, especially on the Nike side, USA basketball, even just through the pipeline. But the problem is, once again, a lot of moves that the Mavs could have made are now backfiring because you don't you don't even have the assets or you're trying to find the assets and you're stuck. Like I hate to say it, but looking at this team, I think they're kind of stuck. And I and I hate that because like once again, the, your two best trade assets, not naming seventy seven, which you never trade seventy seven, right? Are Jalen Russell and Dodo. You combine their contracts, that may not even get you a play like, yeah, you probably can get an all star player, but you gotta want a team that wants to take Tim Hardaway, that wants to take willingly wants to take KP to even make it work to get a star player. And then by then you gave up too much. Think yeah. about it, you gave up too much. So I just think that, yeah, Mitchell Robinson would be cool, but man, once again, it's like, man, like JB is vital because you're going to either have to talk to somebody. It needs to be a free team. Then. Now, if you told me today, hey, they got Jalen Brunson, but somehow the Mavs were able to lure Toronto into giving up Dragic for a second round pick or something, then you'd make that trade. Because to me, the Mavs have a history of making a trade then they don't have nothing to back it up. I mean, look, man, we did the Josh Rich. Like, look, once again, trade that backfired. Josh Richardson trade. We're paying for that trade right now. Like, the, the fact that you talked about how players are missing shots, not hitting open shots. Imagine this team with Seth Curry right now. 
Seth Curry's playing very good basketball right now for the Philadelphia 76ers. You can argue, if you look at the numbers and look at his shooting percentage, he's way better than Tim Hardaway, and he's about 15. He's about $12 million to $15 million cheaper than Tim Hardaway. Too. Right, and it, the offense from Seth Curry would be much needed, and one of the reasons they traded him was because of his lack of defense, but you know, with how the team is playing now, with how Jason Kidd and his coaching staff have come in and you know, pretty much made a night and day difference change on that end of the floor, you know, it wouldn't really matter as much with his defensive shortcomings. So, I mean, he he would be an excellent fit. And, I mean, with the whole Jalen Brunson-Knicks situation, I agree. I mean, uh, you'd have to have something set up. You'd have to have some kind of uh, assurance that, you know, they're going to end up getting Goran Dragic as a buyout candidate or, you know, something like that if you're going to if you're going to do a trade like that. But, you know, if they have any kind of – if they think that for a split second that they're not going to be able to keep Brunson, then they need to be, you know, searching all avenues. And uh, with, how, with how much we know the Knicks want Brunson, uh, that's where I would – I would be very interested to see what they could throw together as far as the pick stuff goes. Because, like I said, if if you end up, you know, getting that pick back, it opens up so many more possibilities. Because if you're going to trade for a star, you're going to have to have multiple first-round picks and pick swaps, and it's not going to – it can't be something that's in 2027. <laughs> I mean, that can be part of it, but, you know, it's got to be the more recent picks, and it's got to be – you know, recent pick swaps, stuff like that. So that's where I'm at on that. Uh, Hendo, great stuff as always. I really appreciate the kind words, you know, when you first came came up here. And I see we we have a ton of requests, uh, but I just – I've simply run out of time and uh, just wanted to do this last second. And uh, go follow Hendo on Twitter while you're here. Uh, just click on his profile and give him a follow. He's – as, you know, as his, uh, his hashtag says, he's always working. So – Guys, I appreciate y'all joining me. I will be sure to do this when I have a little bit more time, and we will get a lot more of you up here. Uh, see all things Mavs is, is there, and then we got uh, Rolo requested and a few others. So, But I appreciate it, y'all. Y'all enjoy the rest of the day, and we'll see if the Mavs can get a big win versus the Warriors tonight. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.